Welcome, everybody, to Podcast Today for June 28, 2016. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have been put through quite the ringer in the last, I don't know, 30 years since they've existed, basically. They, they have a fairly murky track record of good adaptations of them. You know, turtle, turtles have had a, a hard time every so often. They've, you know, there's those terrible musical dance things, stage shows from the 90s, and even the, the, the live-action TV show from the 90s, which did, or early 2000s, not sure when, it did have an awesome crossover episode with Power Rangers in space. So there was that, and that's pretty much two of my childhood th- things coming together. It's like a childhood dream, seeing the turtles and the Power Rangers in the same place at the same time. But, you know, turtles have had a hard time. There's some bad Turtles properties out there. And speaking of, the Turtles was revived as a film franchise in 2014, produced by Michael Bay, titled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I know it's a very imaginative title. I would have expected something a little different. The The second one is out at the moment, which is titled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, because they're coming out of the sewers into the, the real world, I assume, which I'm going to go see that tomorrow and do a podcast today episode on it tomorrow. So I figured... Just like Independence Day last week, why the hell not just watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014 and do a podcast today episode on it? So that's exactly what I did. It's produced by Michael Bay, and you can see Michael Bay fingerprints all over it. My biggest problem with this film is the turtles look weird. They're big, and they're muscular, and they're kind of strange looking when you look them in the face. I just kind of feel kind of uncomfortable. And they don't look like the turtles. They look like the turtles who were injected with steroids and then they just made their faces like 80% weirder looking. <laughs> and they're super strong and bulky and they're supposed to be ninjas. The point is that they fight people with their ninjutsu skills and their their freaking staffs and swords and, and nunchucks. Not like super strength freaks that can break rocks with their fists. Because that's what they are in this film. They break rocks with fists quite a bit and hold up large towers that should, by all right, crush them instantly. They just look weird, and I don't like it. And Shredder looks weird too. He's basically, if you've seen the 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 Wolverine, which had the, the silver samurai in it, he's basically that, except with 90% more knives. He has an impractical amount of knives. There's a scene where he's fighting Splinter, and he pulls out one knife, and then another knife, and then unveils his vast arsenal of like 60 knives it's probably not quite 60 but it's close enough to 60 why do you have so many knives you're clearly not very good with the knives you have if you need so many knives you know if you're good with a knife you only need one knife you don't need 70 just to take down a rat a rat that defends himself with a little stick so you know shredder's fairly lame <laughs> and he looks weird i don't like it the film has megan fox as as michael bay films are want to do starring as april o'neill and I don't believe her journalist stick for a second. It might just be because how she was cast in different films in the past, but nah, I don't buy it. Though it is interesting that the conflict for her character is the idea that she wants to be a real journalist rather than doing, you know, the fluff pieces you see on American news channels all the time. You know, the, the kind where people are stomping on tomatoes inside giant baths and then they fall in their face. That kind of stuff. Which admittedly is better news. Who wants to hear about financial markets and, and freaking crime lords when you can see people stomping on grapes and then falling face first? Not into the grapes, though. Out of the grape stomping box onto the floor. Probably hurt. Yeah, that's the kind of news that April O'Neil was doing. She wanted to be doing hard-hitting reporting about turtles that have come to life and are large, muscly freaks taking down a Japanese crime syndicate. As you do. I did like that no one believed her in this film. Whoopi Goldberg plays her kind of news editor and Will Arnett is her man in a van cameraman friend and both of them are like you're crazy what are you talking about <laughs> and it is understandable she is crazy based on what the, the evidence she presents she goes to Whoopi Goldberg and is like I believe there's a vigilante taking down the hand and she's like 
what proof do you have? The proof is that there is no proof. And then Whoopi Goldberg's like, get the hell out of my face. Understandable, Whoopi. You tell her. Yeah, it's, it's not really a Turtles origin story. It kind of is, but the, the Turtles are already kind of fully formed. It's not like they're inexperienced fighters. They're already very good fighters. But it's just just basically goes over how April O'Neil's dad worked in a lab that caused the turtles to come to life and then she saved the turtles from fire and William Fisher is in this which is a, a through line from my reviews from this weekend last week because he is in the new Independence Day as well. He's in this film as a at the beginning a leader of a large business conglomerate that does a lot of things and he's not the villain at the start but you look at him and the second you hear the fact that he runs a big business it's like He's a bad guy, isn't he? Because for some reason, all of these films, ooh, big businessman, is kind of a, a different way of saying horrible villain. He's actually working with the Fredder all along to try and Oh, 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 wait, that, that gets me onto the plot. Their, their freaking their frickin plot to take over the world is stupid. William Fisher's character wants to join with the Shredder to release a virus kind of thing across the city to make everyone ill and only they will have the cure and then he will monetize the cure. I'm like, there's there's easier ways to make money. You don't have to go to those kind of lengths. And the problem, my biggest problem with this is he's already rich. He already has a giant mansion where he's already established to be an extremely rich man, but he just wants to be more rich, I think. I don't know why. He just wants to be super rich, which is a very, <laughs> a very good motivation for a, a villain. Also, Megan Fox's April O'Neil is terrible at sneaking. There's a part toward the start of the film where she's trying to sneak through a subway station and she just hugs basically a pillar and then peeks around it and gets caught. And then she's trying to film her kidnappers because it's the hand and she goes chasing into them and she's trying to fill them and she does it so subtly that she just pulls out her phone and sticks it straight out in front of her face and then they're like, hey, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> she She's not a very good undercover journalist. I suppose she has very little practice. She's too busy doing fluff pieces on the news. Not only really, do uh, I like the, the, the look of the turtles, I didn't really like the sound of them, particularly Mikey. He was He's too bro-y. And the, the, the humor is actually pretty funny when it's kind of wacky and kind of goofy and random and weird. But they either go for bro humor then, which, no, just never. and Or fart jokes, which, to each their own, but still. They're not good fart jokes. They're lazy fart jokes. The action's not particularly interesting either, which is disappointing. A lot of the early action just takes place in the shadows, which is understandable. The turtles are ninjas. They should be stealthy and sneak. But you could at least show me what they're doing rather than just having people flying off the screen constantly without me seeing what's actually causing them to fly off the screen. There is one really good action sequence where they're flying down a hill with cars chasing them in a truck. And that's that's like... Uh, that's a good action sequence. Even the the four on one shredder battle at the end isn't particularly good. But that that sequence where they're going down the hill is the highlight of the film, and probably the only part of the film you kind of actually have to watch. They do lean too much on referencing other properties, which is is fun the first couple times, where they they make allusions to Batman and other and Superman and other superheroes and then Star Wars. The idea being that the turtles were raised in the sewers and were only raised on pop culture, which is, is a fun little idea, but when you lean on that joke like six or seven times by the third or fourth, it's like, guys, the first couple were good. Just just stop leaning on it. Come up with new ideas. The film is it's not terrible. It's kind of aggressively okay. It's inoffensive, occasionally boring with one good action scene. So if you like the turtles, they're not back to form yet. They might be. Who knows? We're going to see Out of the Shadows tomorrow. Hasn't been particularly well reviewed, but maybe it's going to be better. Who knows? Find out tomorrow. You can listen to new episodes of podcasts today, every single day at soundcloud.com forward slash TBSKK. You can check out the latest episode of the weekend show where we talked about Brexit and we talked about comfort food TV. It was a good episode, so check that out. 
You can subscribe on iTunes, just search for the TWS Network. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can also follow on SoundCloud and follow me on Twitter at GarrettKidneyGA or E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. Thanks for listening and bye-bye.